Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about knowing your finances and personal development. So I'm back from holiday now, so back into the routine of things. It's taken me a few days to get back into my usual routines, build those routines back up, but it's important um, to take time to make sure you get back into those routines that you've you've spent so long setting up. So um, I'm back into doing that, back into doing the running um, and my exercises and um, all my other stuff that I usually do. Um, so that's all good. And I'm feeling a lot better about it now that I'm back into it. I was kind of looking forward to get getting back into it, following the jet lag and everything. But now fully recovered and back up and running and good to go again. Um so there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about today, um, and there's, there are a few th- based on a few things that we've talked about in the previous couple of uh, episodes of the podcast. So um, we talked about uh, learning and reading in particular. So last week's episode, we talked about um, getting a mentor or um, um, continu- implementing continuous learning, and one of the ways I suggested was through reading. Um, so I've I read a lot myself. Anybody who's been to my house knows that I've got bookcases all around the house filled with books. Um, far too many cookbooks, probably, because I, I do. I am a bit of a cookbook collector, um, but also um, I've probably got hundreds of other books as well, from both non-fiction and fiction as well, because I do read a lot. But I just had some numbers that I wanted to um go through with you, which I got from the book by Hal Alrod. Um, It's The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. Now, there's a couple of versions of this book. Um, There's the uh, original, which is just The the Miracle Morning by Hal, um, and there's a couple of others as well. So um, the one I'm reading from is is The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. I know there's A Miracle Morning for Writers, um, uh, A Miracle Morning for um, Social Marketers as well, and there's a couple of others as well, I think. Um, but they're, they're worth a read. But the bit that I want to pull out directly, that, which is relevant to what we're talking about here, is uh, about the volume of reading. And it talks about how reading a little bit each day quickly adds up. So the numbers that it mentions in here is 10 pages a day um, adds up to 3,650 pages per year, which is approximately 18 200 books, 200 page books per year. So that's 18 200 page books a year based on 10 pages per day. So if you read 10 pages per day and you can do that consistently, by the end of the year, you will have read approximately 18 books, depending on the average length of the book you're reading. Um, Now, there's no way that you could read 18 books and not improve in some element of your life. So if you're reading um, entrepreneurial books like The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs or um, any of the other books I've recommended on the podcast, each of those is going to help you improve in a specific area. If you're looking to improve your health and fitness, read health and fitness books. If you're looking to improve your cooking, read cookery books. If you're looking to improve any aspect of your life, there are books out there that will help you achieve what you want to achieve. So there's no way, like I say, through a year, if you read 18-ish books, that you aren't going to have improved in some way, shape or form. Um, and that should happen naturally. You shouldn't have to try too hard to do that. 
But the big thing is now, whether you're learning through reading or going on conferences or courses or investing in programs or whatever, the big thing is, is kind of what, what you've got to be careful of is becoming a de personal development junkie without actually putting the effort in to implement it. Now, some things, like I say, if you're reading 18 books a year, some of that's just going to happen by osmosis. Um, you know, you're going to you're going to start subconsciously doing the new things that you're learning. But if you actually put focus, time and effort into implementing what you're learning, you're going to go to the next level a lot quicker. So so what I've done is I've implemented now. So an hour, an hour every Thursday afternoon, I review what I've learned over the past week. So whether that's stuff I've been reading, um, whether it's courses I've been taking, it's an opportunity to go back through the notes I've made. Because um, as I read books now, I um, take notes as I go through. And what, how I do that is I tend to take notes on the notes app on my iPhone. Um, so as I'm going through, as any key points or things I think, oh, I should implement that. I, that's a good idea. That's going to help me do that. I, I make a quick bullet point note of that on my phone. And now on a Thursday afternoon, I now type that up so that I review it again. So I type it into just a Word document that I've got um, dozens of pages long now where everything I learn and everything I want to implement, I kind of note down on there. And then what I do is during that hour, I try and take two or three of those most important things that I've learned that week and implement them in some or schedule implementation. So if it's not something I can do there and then, if it's something that's going to be a minor improvement, say um, the way or the time, say I learned about social media and the, the best times to post social media, I'd make a note on top of my laptop. So when I am doing my social media next, I can actually schedule it at the best times instead of when I had been scheduling it. So it's about setting yourself up for success in taking those two or three most important things and, and putting time aside to actually implement them and get the most benefit from it. Like I said, some of that stuff you're going to do automatically by osmosis. You're going to pick it up and you're going to run with it and you won't have to try too hard. But actually, and I found that implementing that hour a week, I do on a Thursday, pick any pick any Thursday you want, uh, any day you want, um, what works for you. Um, but actually having that time to implement what you've learned is going to take you to the next level. It certainly helped my productivity and actually helped drive everything I do forward. It's really quite helpful. So that being said, um, like I say, whatever works for you, pick a day or if it's an hour, maybe it's two hours, maybe it's half an hour, give it a crack and, and, and see how you can take yourself to that next level. And whether, like I say, whether it's through reading or any courses or anything like that, that you're doing research on the internet, any of that stuff, make sure you review it, reg review it regularly and give yourself that opportunity to take everything you do to the next level. So I also wanted to talk about knowing your finances. And I found that this is going to be quite important going forward. It's certainly been important for me to get to grips with it over the last few months. Um, and again, it's something that I've implemented now um, following on from some of the conferences I've been to. I actually implemented it similarly to how I have an hour a week on a Thursday for um, my learning stuff. I have an hour a week dedicated on a Monday um, for looking after my finances. So I call it Money, money Monday. 
Uh, maybe yours could be a financial Friday or something like that. Um, but again, it's just now I set aside for particularly managing my money. Now, that can be anything from reviewing my bank account statements to make sure um, everything's going out as it should do and nothing's massively changed. Um, that's helped me identify a few um, errors that have been made. Um, so I've been able to, so for example, I have um, an insurance policy on some of my appliances in my kitchen that I took out um, and I was actually being charged twice for all of that. So I think it was for three appliances. So I had three direct debits, I think it was going out. Um, but instead of just having a three, I actually had six going out because for some reason they duplicated every one of my policies. And I, I discovered that on uh, one of my Monday Mondays a couple of months ago. Um, and I was able to call up the company, get a refund. It was all sorted out pretty straightforward. But I wouldn't have noticed that or I certainly wouldn't have noticed it as quickly um, if I hadn't have been reviewing my finances. So it's an opportunity to kind of like I say, review my bank statements, make sure everything's going out as I expect it to, make sure nothing's uh, been cancelled or there's been an error with anything. It's an opportunity to spot mistakes or fraud that's going on. So you may maybe um, somebody's got your details and, and that's going out. But it's an also an opportunity to uh, kind of plan for your future. And what I mean by that is, um, so there's, there's, a, there's a chap um, called Rob Wilson. He's a financial expert. Um, I, I was at one of his conferences in, in Jamaica when I was there and he actually said something that really resonated it with me. It was something along the lines of um, um, plan to be wealthy or unexpectedly become poor. So plan to be wealthy or unexpectedly become poor. So this is all about kind of your intentions and where your energy is going. So if you're not intentionally planning to become wealthy, then you're going to unintentionally wind up poor. And it was Rob Wilson who said that. And what I got from that is you kind of got to review your finances. And it's not about, and what how I started was I rated myself on a scale of one to 10 um, of how my finances were. And this wasn't about how much money you've got so kind of get that out of your mind so whether you've got no money to your name or you've got millions of pounds to your name that's not what this is about this is kind of knowing where your money is at a given time knowing what you need to spend money on what money you have available to you at any moment and your plan for the future money wise um, and that's quite important so I figured that I was about uh, well, if I was being completely honest, when I first started thinking about it this way, when he, when he was talking about it and when Rob Wilson was talking about it at the conference, you know, I was probably at a three or a four because um, I kind of had a rough idea of how much money, how much money I had at the end of each month. Um, I didn't really know where um, the where my money was going each month. I kind of knew it was going out and kind of knew in total what was going out, but I didn't really know where it was. I didn't really have a plan for the future in terms of where I wanted to get my money to. Um, so I've now kind of got a real clear picture in my mind about um, the next six to 12 months, about what I need to do and what I need to set up and kind of some mini goals. So um, I've set some really good um, financial goals for myself. Um, so following that, so I used the time on my Money Monday to not only review my finances so I know 
now know where all my money's going and kind of got a good idea of what my money's being spent on. Um, it, it's also about giving me the opportunity to say, right, I don't need that policy anymore. I need a different policy. Or do I want to increase my insurance products? You know, um, for example, I know that I want to be able to get um, personal health insurance at some point so that I can have um, private health care cover uh, so I don't have to rely on the NHS and stuff going forward. But I never really had a look at, I didn't really have an idea of how much that would cost. I've now got all that costed up so that I can, I know that when I have that much money available um, at the end of each month for six or seven months on the trot, I can now afford to go and do that because I've now got, got an idea of what money I need and where it needs to go. So I can just add that on as and when I can afford it. It's also about making the most of the money you have got. So I look at my bank account and I, I don't know how this sits with everybody else, but certainly what I had, um, I have one bank account um, and I also have a savings account, which doesn't really get used. Um, but I have one main bank account, well, one bank account, um, which my wages get paid into and I have all my income going into and then I have all my bills going out of it. So any direct debits I have, so for all my bills, etc., goes out of that. Um, any um, debt repayments goes out of that. Any insurance payments goes out of that. Um, car insurance and that, that kind of thing goes out of there. Um, all my running costs, so kind of petrol costs and food and drink bills goes out of that. So ev everything came in and out of that one bank account. But now what I've plan to do is actually set set it up and separate my bank account so I've got a number of different bank accounts for different purposes um, so what I want to be able to do so what I will be doing so what I'll be using my money money Monday to do going forward is separating those bank accounts and when I say separate the bank accounts what I mean is kind of moving certain things to a different bank account and setting up a direct debit between the accounts to sort out the balance so I'll have my original account, which my wages and income comes into. So all the all the money will, will come into a single place, so that it's easy to track and keep 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 uh, keep tabs on. So I know that it's coming in, so I can easily manage that. And then what I'll do, um, like I said, I've not done this yet. I only kind of thought about this after the conference. Is set up a new bank account, um, probably a Santander one two three account or a similar account that does cash back for household bills. So I will have all my household bills coming out of that separate bank account um, so that I can get cash back on those bills. So you're making use of the money that you've got. So you've got to spend the money on the household bills anyway, things like council tax, mortgage, rent, water, electric, TV license, that kind of thing. Well, why not have it coming out of a bank account that gives you cash back on that stuff um, so that you can um, make the most of what you've got? And then I'm going to set up another account for my day-to-day -day living expenses, so things like petrol, food and drink. And I'll set up direct debits into each of those accounts. So say my electric bills are £100 a month, my um, water bills are £100 a month, my mortgage or my rent is £100 a month. You add all that up, say it all comes to a total of £750 a month. Have a direct debit from your or standing order from your uh, income bank account, so where all your money is coming into, to your bills bank account, so that 
all your direct debits are covered off each month, so you don't have to do anything each month. It's all set up and it's all done automatically, but you're making the most out of that money. Um, and the next step from that for me is going to be to um, manage my debt a bit better. So I now know, like I said, where all my debt is. I've got all that tied down. I know exactly how much I need to be paying off each month. I know what the minimum repayments are. I know that I can afford slightly more and I know which of my debts has the highest um, interest rate so that I'm paying that off faster than the other ones. So again, it's been quite clever about how you're using your money and making the most out of what you've got. So if you're paying debt off, pay the highest interest rates off first. Um, so it's about using that. But it's also thinking slightly different about the debt. So I know how much debt I've got, like I say, across those credit cards and loans that I've got. Um, but what I'm going to be starting to think about is how much credit I have available and monitoring that as well. So, and this is going to tie into property investment or any other investment quite nicely. So if you've got, um, say you've got £5,000 credit limit on a credit card and you've got £4,000 worth of debt on it, you've got £1,000 credit available to you you can invest at any given time um, so if you've not got any cash set in the bank what you can do is manage your debt and manage your credit as well so that you know that you can invest that in the future um, and it's important to know how much credit you've got so if um, not only for property investment or, or other investments if you're investing in other um, items um, if you have a major incident in your life you know if you have your car breakdown or um, something, you know, you have an appliance break in the house or um, you suddenly have a load of doctor's bills or something that you need to pay. You've kind of already got in the back of your mind how much money you've got available to use and where it's sat at any given time. The other thing um, about managing your, your finances that I'm going to use, use money Monday for is managing your credit limit. And it's important to kind of be aware of what your credit, not your credit limit, your credit score, sorry. Um, so it's important to kind of know where your credit score is at at any given time. Um, now, it doesn't tend to move that frequently. It might adjust by a couple of points each month up or down, um, but it generally doesn't move massively. Um, but it's important to kind of track it and have an idea of where that is at any given time uh, for a number of reasons, because any credit agreement, and that, that's whether you need a new credit card or a loan or a mortgage, for example, is all based on your credit score. So the higher your credit score is, the better, the more lendable you are, so the more money you will have available to you. Like I say, whether that's through a new credit card or a loan or a mortgage, um, it's usually based around your credit score. And there are a number of things you can easily do to positively impact your credit score. If your credit score is quite low, or even if it's a decent credit score, um, my, my credit score is not too bad. Um, it's about average um, for my area. A way to find out um, before I jump into that is to sign up to something like either ClearScore. Um, so that's clearscore.com, I think it is, or it might be clearscore.co.uk, but have a, have a search online for ClearScore. Um, that's a free kind of credit report. You can have a look at your full report once or twice a year, I think it is. Um, but you can also get a monthly download of your uh, credit score. So not the full report, but you can get the credit score uh, every month. So that's quite useful for tracking it. 
Um, another one is Experian. Um, Experian.com, I think it is. But I think you have to pay for Experian um, and you get your credit reports every month through that, I, th I believe. Um, that might not be correct, but I'm pretty sure it's, you, you definitely have to pay for it. Um, but um, you get your report a lot more often. I personally use ClearScore. That, that's what's um, been recommended to me a number of times and that's what's going what to work for me, I think. Um, and like I said, it gives you an idea and the ability to track your credit score. So the important thing with this, like I say, is there are some easy things you can do to um, positively impact that score. Even if you've got a decent score, something sometimes you might have missed it, missed something. So for example, I was able to, when I, when I moved um, back in September last year, I hadn't registered um, to vote um, in my new address. Um, and as soon as I registered to vote, my credit score shot up by about 50 or 60 points um, because it gives it another point of reference um, in terms of where you've lived. So it ties you to an address um, and all the credit um, history and the credit information about yourself links it to that new address, which it positively impacts your score. So that was quite a nice little thing to, I hadn't realised that it had affected it so big. Um, other things you can do is if you review your finances on a regular basis and you spot a mistake, um, you can get that corrected and that will positively impact your score. I have a friend who had a phone bill um, through a company. I'm, I'm not sure which company it was. It was um, direct with a, a telephone company, say O2, for example. I don't know whether it was O2. I'm just using that as an example. Um, and she cancelled her contract with them and she moved over to a new supplier and got a new phone um, and about six months further down the line, um, for some reason, um, the original company hadn't actually cancelled her bill. It just um, counted as she hadn't paid it for six months. So it came up as a debt and a late payment. Now, she was able to phone up and it took her a little while to get it sorted. Um, but she, she got, eventually got it sorted and she was able to have that removed from her credit file, which then made her credit score jump up again. Um, so by managing your money and kind of having that time and energy focused on it each week, you can set yourself up for success in the future and have a really good handle on where your money is at a given time. So I, I, I really think that's um, a good use of um, an hour a week or maybe more if you're not so great with your money, maybe less if you've got an accountant. Um, you know, if, if, if you're already up at a nine or a 10 on um, the scale of how you manage your finances, um, if you outsource it, then great if you've got an accountant on it. Um, but you still kind of need to know um, some of those key facts. So, for example, the amount of credit you've got available to you is going to be a key one for investing. And like I say, whether that's in property or something else, it's a key figure to have in the back of your mind. So even if you've outsourced it all, try and have that information to hand so that you can be a lot quicker implementing anything in the future. So if a property deal come, you come across a property deal, you don't have to wait a few days to mobilize. You know where your money is, you can get going and, and get cracking with it. Um, so hopefully that puts you a step ahead of your competition. Um, if, if you have a problem in your house, you know, if something breaks, you know where the money is, you can just go out and buy a new washing machine or whatever it is that's broken without having to worry about it too much and stressing about and spending hours and hours trying to get to grips with where your money is at that time. 
So you're good to go. So that is all I wanted to talk about today in terms of um, finances and personal learning, continual um, learning. So in summary, always be learning, whether that's through reading, conferences, courses, research, whatever. Always spend the time reviewing your notes, have some um, implementation time. Uh, Make sure that you implement some of those nuggets that you learn. Um, That's really going to take you to the next level. It's really going to help you achieve more and get further in life and in whatever topic you're learning in. Um, And also in your finances, have a regular review of your um, credit score. Have an idea of where your money is, where your debts are, where your money is going. Regularly review your outgoings to identify any mistakes or fraud that's happening and have an idea of where that credit is so that you um, can go with any investments and opportunities that come to your doorsteps and uh, so that you can take advantage of the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity. Um, So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stop listening to me. Go and get a handle on your finances and um, schedule some time to implement what you've learned. Thank you for listening. See you next week.